You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Joseph Casco, and we're joined by Tasha Stewart. She's a senior manager at WCPO Television in Cincinnati. She runs their social media strategy and their streaming content along with digital storytelling. Tasha, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So you've been here on campus these last couple days talking to students, giving them advice. What's this experience been like for you to be here and, and reach out with students? It's been really fun, although it's been a little tiring because I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> I've talked to, I think, nine different classes, and I'm really surprised by how interested people are in what I do. I, you kind of get used to doing it, and you forget that there are people who want to know about it, and that's been personally fulfilling for me and everybody's so welcoming <laughs> there's some real southern hospitality going on here so i've really enjoyed myself so when we say that you manage digital storytelling or oversee social media strategy tell us about you know what you actually do in your position so my position oversees several roles my official title is senior manager of engagement and as part of that i oversee our sports team an entertainment reporter another multimedia journalist who works on enterprise content our multimedia producer who produces our podcast in addition to a thousand other things. Uh, I oversee our freelancers, both uh, reporting freelancers and visual journalists. Like I said, I oversee our social media strategy. So while I'm not doing the day-to-day posting on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, I'm helping inform the things that we do post special plans to promote our targeted special reports, TSRs, which we are the stories we work on and we promote with a little bit of financial assistance. Also, some of the big stories like projects that we've been working on, I come up with uh, social media plans to help spread the word about them, extend the audience for them, figuring out who the best audiences are to let know that we're doing the story, to tag on social media, to actually directly reach out to and message that we're doing those stories in hopes that they will share them with their networks. And I work with the reporters on coming up with language for their social posts for those stories as well, because we want to help maximize the audiences for those stories since they put so much effort into reporting them. And then as far as content development for our streaming services, sometimes I'll work on specific content. Last year, we created a docu-series about a local sports team, specifically for our streaming services, but we also played it on social. We just teased it from TV, and that was the first um, first content-specific, like platform-specific initiative we did for our streaming services. Do you find, has it been your experience, that a lot of television stations are starting to invest as much in the creation of digital content as your station has? So this is actually my first TV station. My background's in newspapers and digital, but just anecdotally from what I read, it does seem that TV stations are seeing more of the value for digital, especially in reaching a younger audience and just expanding the audiences for their content. Because again, reporters are putting a lot of work and time into uh, reporting this content, and you want to make sure you maximize the audiences for it so that it reaches as many eyeballs as possible. A a lot of services seem to be looking at streaming as like the future as more and more people uh, become cord cutters, you know, Mm -hmm. moving away from things like traditional cable, even iTunes, you know, which was the number one music seller is now kind of starting to look more towards the money they can make off of their streaming services. Yes. Do you have a sense of uh, how your streaming content is producing revenue for your station? Actually, OTT, over-the-top content, is a huge priority for Scripps. They've made it a priority for the last two years. So every station in the Scripps company has knows that that's a priority for us. We 
all have what is called a 24-hour wheel where we are showing content on our streaming services 24 hours a day. Some of it is reruns of newscasts. Some of it is content that's produced by other properties within the scripts, Umbrella, Newsy, um, Right This Minute, Court TV. And then, like I said, some of us are doing content development for our streaming services. So it's a huge priority for scripts because we see the revenue potential there. We know how many people are cutting the cord or never getting cable at all. And we see that a lot of the streaming services themselves are becoming con- like content producers themselves. And they're, in some ways, our competition as well. And we have some catching up to do. What do you know about your audience from your digital content, whether they're watching it on your website or even on a Facebook page or looking to a device like Roku or Apple Television? Wh- what do you know about the audience? And do you have any numbers or trends of who they look like or things like that? We know that sports content does really well on digital and on streaming. Um, it, it has a younger audience on digital and streaming and particularly on social. The audience skews older for TV, which is to be expected, frankly. So as legacy media continues to consolidate and constrict, we're looking for fresh audiences to share our content with. And that's where we're seeing a lot of growth, Um, particularly in digital. When I first came to WCPO, they had a digital newsroom separate within the TV station. And I was tasked with creating digital only content. Now I'm tasked with creating multi-platform content because we see there's a hunger to connect with us outside of legacy media on all of our platforms. And we see the value in that. You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Joseph Casco, and we're speaking with Tasha Stewart. She's a senior manager at WCPO Television in Cincinnati. She's here visiting and sharing her knowledge with mass communication students here at Winthrop University. She manages their digital storytelling and social media content. What's been your big advice to students as you've talked to these classes, as you've uh, met with them one-on-one? What's the advice that you're giving to them about how to break into this business? Be hungry. Be flexible. Uh, demonstrate a willingness to learn and also solve a problem for us. I love people who can see, identify a need and then find ways to fill that need or at least start brainstorming ways to fill that need because you're making yourself uh, invaluable to us. We need we need people who come up with solutions, not people who bring us problems. And I said, if you can figure out a way, if you can identify a, a need that the organization that you want to work for has and come up with ways to help fill that need, you're solving a problem for them. You're making yourself essential to them, and they'll be more likely to hire you. And you've told students that you do a lot of hiring and you look at a lot of resumes and demo reels. What jumps out at you when you're looking at a candidate, and, and how can students take that advice and and hopefully help them get a job when they leave here? Um, I tell them I get so many resumes and rails that, honestly, I'm looking for ways to weed them out, um, to narrow down the whole candidate pool. So I look, typos, get you tossed out. If you can't spell Cincinnati, get you tossed out. For reels, I can normally, this is because it's my first TV job, looking at reels is a new thing for me. So I, I think I'm looking at it from, honestly, a viewer perspective. If you're not particularly interesting or you're, affectation is flat or you just don't have any personality on screen and I'm bored watching you, why would someone else be interested in watching you? But also recognizing that it's not just about what's on screen. You have to have some of that personality on social media because that's a whole nother method of engagement with different audiences, that you're a good storyteller, that you're a good reporter, that if you don't have sources, you know how to develop sources. If you've been in the business for a while, that you have a good source network. Being able to develop sources is really essential for you young journalists. And 
frankly, a lot of them struggle with that, especially as they're moving around to new markets. And that when you enter a market, just don't look at it as I'm going to sign this contract for two years and be out. Look at it to get everything you can out of that experience, not just use it as a stepping stone. You mentioned social media a lot, and of course, that's a big part of your job. It's certainly something that we're talking to students a lot here at Winthrop about using it professionally, creating Mm -hmm. a, a footprint of professional social media use. What advice do you have or what would you say to students about how they're going to be asked to use social media professionally in any type of field of mass communication? Recognize that as journalists, You may have opinions on certain things, but you may not necessarily be free to share them, particularly around politics or hot button issues. And a lot of media outlets have social media policies. You need to know what they are. You need to follow them. And you need to know that if even if you don't agree to them, once you sign up to work for that news outlet, you're bound by the guidelines of that social media policy. And if you violate them, there are consequences. When you're looking for a job, make sure your social media profiles reflect the brand you want to put out there. I wouldn't have a lot of cuss words. I mean, it's so easy to clean up your social media profiles. And so many people don't. But employers look at people's social media profiles to make sure that they're the kind of person that exercises good judgment, that shares quality content, and that knows how to conduct themselves on that platform. Because essentially, if you get hired, you're going to be a representative of that organization, and they want to be know that they can trust you on that platform. How would you characterize the state of the news business? I mean, we see a lot <laughs> about the tension between journalists and politicians. Yes. And when you have someone like President Trump, who's very critical and talking about the problems he sees with news media. What's been your experience like when you go out and talk to people? When you tell someone what you do for a living, what's that been like for you? It's funny. I used to readily tell people when they would ask what I do for a living. I don't drive, so I take Uber or Lyft every day. And inevitably, either they would take me to the station or they pick me up and they're like, oh, what do you do there? And I know that in recent years, I've been a little less hesitant to say because it often opens a window for them to expound on their views of the media, which aren't always positive. And you, uh, because I'm technically a representative of that station, I can't always react the way I want to. Sometimes I just want to be like, oh, Lord, I wish you would be quiet. But I cannot do that. I still have to be gracious and smile and just listen and nod politely. And it can be, it can be stressful. It can be frustrating. I mean, when we're out, some of our news vans have had things thrown at them, have had signs left on them. And that's disheartening because you see the negativity coming to persist in how society interacts with us and it just keeps feeding that that sense that there's a mistrust of the media and that that's really unfortunate because we need the media and its journalists now more than ever i've heard people say often that some of the best journalism being done right now is at the local level and you've worked at a couple of pretty important local publications detroit news atlanta journal constitution now you know, one of the television stations in a major market like Cincinnati. What do you think the impact of local journalism is? I think it's invaluable because without journalists on the ground serving as watchdogs, checking your public officials, checking your organizations to make sure taxpayer dollars are spent responsibly, if no one is watching, that allows for all kinds of corruption to potentially enter local communities. So it's really important to support local journalism and know that 
these journalist salaries have to come from somewhere. And I know some people balk at paying for content. But if you don't pay for it, it will likely go away. And then who will be minding the store? And it's a very dangerous thing to have no one minding the store because then you kind of have a free for all. Um, Thankfully, a lot of People are starting to see that and supporting local journalists, and we are super thankful for that. But there's always more work to be done. We're going to continue to need to be supported in order to survive and continue doing the work that is a public service. One last thing is you interact with students, and oftentimes when you talk to them, they're on the fence about where their career path is going to lead them, even as a mass communication major. You know, what would you say to them if they're sitting there and, and debating, you know, do I want to go do this professionally? Do I want to go do this for real? What what might you your advice be that you would offer to them? Whether it's journalism or not, if you have a passion for it, it will feel less like work and more like a calling. So never do something just for the money. I know the money can be tempting. We all got bills to pay. But if you have a passion for the work you produce and you recognize the impact it could potentially have, that's way more powerful than anything else you could do. And it will feel more rewarding at the end of the day. Tasha, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That was Tasha Stewart, a senior manager at WCPO Television in Cincinnati. She's been making the rounds this week, speaking to mass communication students here at Winthrop University. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.